You're listening to the God of episode of the Gotham Podcast. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by Pringles. What? Literally, literally, I am I am eating Pringles. It is fueling us through this podcast. We will get through because of Pringles. You think we're gonna get a box of Pringles in the mail now? I don't know. I'm hoping that one of our listeners is like an ad executive at Pringles and just decides to donate us some money. It would be pretty key. That is very annoying. I'm I'm just trying to keep it authentic. How do they even just... How do they even know that you are eating Pringles? Because would I be this happy if I wasn't? Mm. All right. Anyway. Yes, you would us... be happy. Yeah. <laughs> after well, consideration. The reason I needed Pringles was to, uh, I needed a little bit of a pick-me-up after watching the excruciatingly long two hours of Lost uh, that I was forced to endure. Forced? Uh, I, was, I was literally coerced into wow. this. That's a shame. By my, I, I, I'm really trying to find an analogy for this weird hook that Lost has, it draws you in, it forces you to watch, and it's almost like it's against your will, but you're just going to keep keep watching. I was Is there anything, we... anything you can think of that like accurately describes this? Some sort of analogy? Anything? Uh, nothing better to do Wednesday nights. Yes. I mean, it's just weird. Like, everyone's away message and Facebook status is, you know, watching Lost. And, like, I don't know why. Why is this the one show that everyone watches? Why couldn't it have been Arrested Development? You know what I'm saying? Marketing movie? I don't know. I think at at this point, everybody's put so much into Lost that you don't want to miss it. Or you just want it to end, really. Well, here's the thing. Okay, first of all, the first season was phenomenal, right? First season was awesome. Yeah. So everyone's invested at least one season's worth. Correct. And then they've kind of been... But after the first season, most people are hooked on it. So you go keep going until second, third season. And at that point, you can't just quit. Can't just quit. Uh, you know what? Okay, I'm not, I'm not going to... As a man who considered quitting, it's not easy. It's not easy, especially when everyone else is watching it. And talking about it. It's kind of like the pop culture, you know, phenomenon. Uh, you know what? I'll give, I'll give Lost some credit this week. It wasn't, it wasn't absolutely awful. The only part that really bothered me was kind of the constant time traveling. Because I was like, all right, when are, where are they now? Like, what's going on now? All right, why are they, you know, what's going on? But the parts that happened, like, in the, the three years in the future, that part, um... Why didn't you remind me? Watch your arms. <laughs> Leave that in. <laughs> <laughs> the part where they're three years in the future was pretty believable. I, I liked it. I liked that part. I don't know. I don't know if it was me or the show, but I lost interest after the first hour, and I started doing other things. Right, there were two moments that were comedically, you know, that, that saved it from a comedy standpoint. One was that asshole who was just complaining on the beach about not having a fire, not having a fire. And then he I gets... knew he was going to die. 
Yeah, but the way he got the way he died was just phenomenal. Everyone is running away, right? And the arrow misses most of them, but the one <laughs> asshole gets hit by three flaming arrows. I was just like, Oh, this is this is And then they killed mean, they killed off some random characters too, yeah, but they're probably arrows. like, Alright, we can't it'd be too weird if only the asshole died, so we gotta kill another person <laughs> that no one knows. You can't kill you can't kill a main character. It's gotta be someone that no one knows, and it's always someone that no one knows who dies. True. That's and why they keep that. introducing these random characters that just appear on the island. Yeah. They were all on the plane, but you never see them before they become an asshole or die or something. Yeah. Right, the other the other comedic moment of the debut has to be Hurley whipping the hot pocket at Ben. Ah uh, yeah. I mean I, I only wish that like they hit they hit Ben, but Also when he's buying the T shirt in the convenience store, how do you not recognize him? That's well that girl was obviously an idiot of well, epic proportions this man is 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 enormous and... i also i also love how he conveniently found like an extra 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 large shirt <laughs> like I, you know first I my shit over. oh yeah the, that was fun anything to do with hurley i can't complain because that even though he's a little crazy he's he is dude. the best character probably I think Saeed was like, "Why do you eat all this junk food or something?" He, maybe if you was like, if you crave into your comfort food, you would always stop have to kill people. people. Yeah, yeah, stop killing people. So anyway, he Hurley Hurley saves the show from time time to time. All right, but enough of this. Lost the. Let's... Enough for this. All right, I have a, a mini mini rant about college basketball before we continue right. on, on to the main event. Over the course of the last week, you know, Pitt got dethroned as the number one seed. They finally lost. And all the pundits started raving at how the ACC is the best, ACC this, ACC that. Wake Forest, you know, Wake Forest being the last undefeated team, they jumped to the number one spot. Duke being the overrated team that, ah, I just can't stand them, but they're the number two seed. And today the ACC finally got exposed for the crap that it is. Wake Forest lost in what they're going to call a stunner, but it really, everyone saw it coming. Wake Forest didn't deserve to be the number one team in the country. Pitt had an awesome bounce back win against Syracuse. I'm loving that. Uh, UConn had a huge win at home today. So hopefully Pitt and UConn can go back to that number one and two seed as soon as Duke uh, loses another game, which they should soon because they're just full of assholes. And, you know, going going into the season, everyone was, could this be the best college team ever? Is UNC going to be undefeated? They already have two losses to pretty, pretty ordinary teams so far this season, all right? So UNC can just leave. Uh, I've, I've, I'm sick of UNC. I'm, I'm sick of Duke, especially those two teams. Whatever, Clemson and Wake Forest, if they want to try to make their way into the top ten, fine. I have no problem with them. But give the Big East the credit it deserves. The ACC is nothing. Fred, when, when I say ACC, what comes to your mind? The ACC. Exactly. Couldn't have said it better myself. Yes. Anyway, on, on, to, on to the main portion of our program. Wrapping up the conference championship games, one of which you attended in person. Correct. Uh, first, we'll, first, we'll start with the NFC game, the Arizona Cardinals hosting the Philadelphia Eagles. Well, what were your thoughts? I know you, didn't, you weren't able to watch all of it, about 95% of it, but what'd you gather? I mean, it should have really been called Larry Fitzgerald against the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, man. Three touchdowns that first. It's amazing to me that how he already has broken Jerry Rice's record for most 
receiving yards in the in a playoff. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. It's and it's another game to go. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, I don't even know. Is, is there is there any stopping him? Because uh, it, it seems that you could have five men on him and he would make the catch. Yeah, you might need to call Lee Harvey Oswald. That's the only way you're going to stop that man. He is he is a monster right now. It's actually kind of cool. I, I I don't know if you read the story. His dad's a sports writer. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah, and he's like covered all the Super Bowls going up to today, and so this is the first time one of the sports writers is covering their own son in the game. So that's kind of cool. Bolden. It was weird how he, Bolden is yelling at Haley, the offensive coordinator, for leaving Matt of certain plays, but those plays are actually working. Well, they they had Breston and Fitzgerald in with a tight end for a reason. They were getting the first downs when they needed them. They won the game in the end, and I've never seen an offensive coordinator take so much crap from a player in a game of such magnitude and a game that they are winning in. It's It just boggles my mind how certain players can be that self-centered. It's really sad and, and uh big contrast between him and Fitzgerald right there. I mean, Bolden storming out or allegedly storming out of the locker room. Yeah. Especially especially when the game is over. When the game when you've won the game, you have to let bygones be bygones. Right. Not to mention that you're trying to celebrate something that you're you know, something historic for your team. Exactly. Not only yourself, but that's why I think Warner has been the perfect leader because he's the one guy. He's been there. He's done that. And you know, there's no quarterback I'd want more for a young team. You know, a guy who's just who's literally done it before. And uh, I think he's been he's been great for them. The other thing I wanted to say was I don't know if you remember in the first podcast, I made a comment how I think Bolden might be traded after this season. Right. So maybe shore up some defensive holes that they may be having. And now that looks like a distinct reality a very real possibility with uh with the activities of the last week yeah i mean with all this drama around him i think i think it's fair to say that they will at least consider trading him yep it's, it's tough to bring a guy like back guy like that back after uh stuff like this anyway let's make a couple eagle comments I, it's I, it's got to be extremely frustrating as an eagle fan not, you know, a lot of teams have had have had it rough. The Lions, you know, they haven't had a winning team in a long time. But the Eagles really epitomize so close but no cigar. They've been really the, con- the only team that's been consistently dominant for the last 10 years, yet every time they have to win that one big game to prove that the season was worth it, they always come up short. It's really sad that such an awesome player like McNabb is going to have this legacy of always choking at the last minute, but... It's a sad reality of of McNabb and Reed legacy. Yeah, I mean, at least you can't feel that bad for Philly. They won the World Series this year, so I have absolutely no sympathy for any Philadelphia fans. It's it's more McNabb directed. I, I feel like he's a he's a genuine competitor. It would have been nice to see 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 them win for his sake, not not for Philadelphia. I could care less about Philadelphia. You think we see any major changes uh, by next season in Philadelphia? I don't know, man. That's I think that's the million dollar question. What do you do to a team that's been there so many times? To a, a team where you know technically twenty seven other teams would you know have traded in their season to get to the point you got to. 
what do you do when you know maybe it's just not working? When when do you throw in the towel? And that's the, that's the question Philadelphia's going to have to answer. And, and once again, we got to see Andy Reid's clock management at the end of the first half. Yeah. With... Oh, they uh, they left a field goal on the on the clock. No, Philadelphia had the ball. All right. No. Okay. Let's just, I'm let's, just, put, let's, just let's just put the edit. homework away. <laughs> It was it was Philly had the ball with something like what was it around thirty seconds left on the clock, and when it's third and long, they they take it. Do you remember what happened? I, I really feel like we're mailing this one in. I've got my Pringles. You've got your homework. We are not remembering details of a very key game. Yeah. Um, How about we go to a game we probably both remember more distinctly? The AFC Championship game. All right, let's do that. You get with that. Yeah. All right. Well, you might want to tell your little pre-game story. It was the little encounter you had. I think it, I should have known that they were going to win with everything that happened before the game. There was a few, a couple things that happened. So we get to Heinz Field, well, to the area surrounding Heinz Field, and before we go in, we decide to stop by a bar, get a beer, and watch the. At this point, it was the third quarter of the Philly game, so Philly had just come back and it was excited again. So we decided to stop by the bar before we go into the stadium and watch the game. I'm standing by the door where the, the TV is. And everybody that walks in and out of the bar is asking me what just happened. I tell them, you know, Philly scored, Philly went for two, this and that. All of a sudden, out of the corner of my eye, I see this guy. He asked me what had just happened. I explained what just happened with the game. And all of a sudden, I hear the guy behind me say to his wife, Honey, that was Lin Swan. So I turn around and... There he is, putting his coat on by the door and leaving. So I sort of had a conversation with Lin Swan, but not really. So yeah, that, I, dude, I think I, that's, that's, that's pretty awesome. I mean, for me, that'd be like me accidentally saying a couple things to Joe Namath or something. Yeah. That's, yeah. Just, that's just a really, really cool story. You'll probably never forget that. <laughs> yeah, it was really cool. And, and I remember turning to my friend, uh, our friend Scott, who I was with, and telling him, and, and he, he looks at me and he says, well, he doesn't look that tall. <laughs> so, you know, maybe maybe it's the age. Maybe. I'm not sure. But, but yeah, that was pretty cool. And then going into the stadium, I had ordered my ticket on Will Call. So okay. on the Will Call, in the Will Call window, there were lines that were extremely long. And we were maybe 20 minutes before kickoff. So I had to get in to, for all the pregame festivities and whatnot. And there were three lines that were pretty much empty. There were no people there. So I go up to the guy and I say, well, here's my ID. I want my ticket. And he says to me, how did you buy it? I said, on Ticketmaster. And he said, well, you're probably in one of the other windows, but just let me just check. Okay. Turns out, he says, I was one of the lucky ones. My ticket was in the window with no people. So I got to get in and in, in time for all these pregame celebrations nice. and whatnot, which was extremely worth it. Nice, nice, nice. How's the weather and everything? It was actually a lot warmer than a lot of other Steeler games that I had been to. Okay. I think yeah, I, yeah, I think it's it's the three socks that really did it. I was I was only wearing two this time. Oh, uh, okay, okay. But I have since heard of a better option. <laughs> well, were you wearing were you wearing two with shoes as opposed to the three socks without any shoes? <laughs> I was, I was doing know. two with shoes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's that's really going to trump the three the three layers of socks without any shoes. Right. Right. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean the weather. The weather was pretty good. I I, I kind of wish it would have been colder, just for the yeah. feeling of of Heinz Field and the winter, the middle of January. But 
And it was really yeah. comfortable. I didn't have to buy hot chocolate. My beer didn't freeze. And my face wasn't hurting by the end of the game. So, <laughs> win-win anyway, all game, around. The game itself was very close for the most part. A lot of... A couple of plays early on, the the broken play by, by Ben to to Holmes for that touchdown. I, I really felt that could have been a pick or a touchdown going either way. That could have gone either result, way, yeah. But that but the fact that it results in a touchdown puts you in, in the in the driver's seat and it's whenever you have two defenses, whoever can get the lead first, I really think that, that helps them a lot. Yeah, as soon as as soon as we got to thirteen points, guy sitting next to me turns to me and says, Hey, that's enough to win the game. Yeah. So I didn't believe it. Especially against a rookie quarterback. Right, right. And all this talk of him not being a rookie quarterback and whatnot, but he 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 showed his true colors, right? Yeah. It's you know that last play it was sixteen fourteen. The Steelers kick it off. It gets returned to the forty yard line. And then I don't know if you you probably did not see it in the stands, but there was the most boneheaded penalty you'll ever see in any game. Both the, the Raven and the Steeler are a good 10 yards into the sideline, and that's when the Raven guy flings the Steeler to the ground for no reason. It was absolutely ridiculous. Okay, yeah, we actually didn't see that play, but, you know, obviously saw the flag. and Yeah, as a result of that, yeah, you get, they get knocked back to the 10-yard line. It forces the rookie quarterback to have to make some throws downfield, and inevitably Palomalo gets the pick six. But... On the flip side is if they were to get the ball in the 40, they would have just needed two more first downs for a reasonable field goal attempt. And it, it's, it just boggles my ma- mind how players can make penalties that are so ludicrously stupid. So ridiculous. It just, just insane. And in a way, I don't know if this was, if you could see this on TV, but I, I sort of blame the refs a little bit for that. Because there were a lot of plays that they should have called early on, a lot of penalties that they should have called early mm-hmm. on that they didn't. And I think just the, the players started getting upset or carried uh, away. And I think that's what eventually led to this frustration probably in this Ravens player. Yeah, it was definitely it was a very physical game, no doubt about it. Everyone knew that going into it, the rivalry and everything. Still, I mean, on any level, it's hard, for, hard to excuse that. But... I'll take it. I got Rex Ryan as my co- as my head coach, and-, and I got my Steelers in the Super Bowl. So <laughs> everyone wins except the Ravens. They lose everything. Exactly. They lose the game, and they lose their awesome defensive staff. <laughs> I would also like to point out that I went two and zero with my picks last weekend. Just I would like to point out that I went two. <laughs> I'd also like to point out that neither of us bet any money on this. So in the I, long I wish, the- I wish, <laughs> I wish I bet all the weeks before this, but yeah. I, I only, you know, so. you wish at this point in time you wish you had a, a time machine and go back to the beginning of the season and bet on the Cardinals to make it to the Super Bowl. The the best bets are are picking like the one in a hundred things. Right, right. You know that you know. Okay, look, I'm not gonna bet that you know two thousand dollars on my team winning the next game, but if you put down a hundred dollars on the Mets winning the World Series, and they win the World Series, I get 800 bucks. That's a good payout, you know? Those are the ones where, I don't know, I feel like when you're getting paid out in, in large chunks, as opposed to just being a 50-50 bet on a one-time event, I right, think there's right. different. I think Simmons was pointing that out. He likes those long-term futures bets and stuff. Yeah, unfortunately, I I used all my money up going to the game, so yeah, you this, is, this is not a problem for me right now. 
You're really gonna need that revenue that we're gonna be gaining from Pringles. Yeah, I'm for um, this podcast. I first page, first paycheck, I'll forward it on to you. All right. <laughs> I will be having Pringles for lunch for about three months. Yeah, hopefully Pringles can sponsor your trip down to Tampa, and you're gonna enjoy this game in person. Hey, that, I, I would not be opposed to that one. <laughs> Me neither. All right. Keeping with the spirit of mailing this one in, let's fast forward on to the godm of the week. Unless you have anything better, I'm gonna go with one. Yeah, you go ahead. All right. You know, by and large, the Cardinal fans are a solid bunch. They finally have a winning team. But two, two rambunctious fans in particular rambunctious. decided, yes, decided to kind of cross the line between prank and vandalism when they torched the lawn of Donovan McNabb's house in Arizona. The words "Go Cards" and "I Heart AZ." in the grass. The main problem is that his wife and three children were also in the house. And for as good a day as it was for the Cardinals themselves, not a very good day for these two men. They were both arrested very shortly after. I'm just going to have to say got him. On a day, on a day when you should have been celebrating the, the greatest moment in your city's franchise, history, whatever, you do something Pretty stupid. That's for me. That's the god of the week. Yep. <laughs> Nothing else to say. But I once I, once I popped, I I couldn't stop. And Pringles has really gotten to me. Mm. Really pushing this. Aren't you? I really want some ad revenue, please. Please, Pringles, please hear this. All right. I we should probably just apologize to everyone out there. First of all, for not getting this podcast out there earlier, it's been a pretty bad week. If you actually, if you actually listened like all the way through, man, you're a real fan. You're and a real I, fan. I feel bad for you as well. This is this one's dedicated to anyone who listened. And hey, feel free to drop us a line at godinpodcast at gmail Tell us how much you love or hate us. Ask us any questions or any recommendations for what you want to see in the future. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. And we promise next week we will not mail this in. <laughs> Later, buddy. Peace. Thank you for downloading the Gotham Podcast.